You're listening to the Course Creation Bites podcast, bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. Each week, you'll get short, practical lessons that focus on one part of your online course creation journey and an easy action step to go away and implement. Here's your host, Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. And this week I want to talk to you about your very next steps that you should take on your course creation journey. And there's a bit of a two-part reason for this. One is I love talking to people who've been listening to the podcast or reading the reviews or talking to people on social media about the podcast. And what I found is really interesting is that it actually appeals to people who are at completely different stages of their course creation journey. Um, I've got people on here who I know are listening who've never created a course before in their life, possibly ever even thought about creating a course until recently or until now um, and are just starting to really think about how that might work for them. I've got those who are in the process of creating their first course for the first time and I know I've got those as well who've already got a course who have probably launched the course and have run at least one course before and might be looking at their second course or relaunching their first course again and what that means is I've got this huge spectrum of course creators. The second part of this is because you'll know that I have spoken many many times in the past about the importance of knowing where your audience is at. If you're building a course, it's because you're building it for them. It needs to teach them exactly what they need to know at the time they need to, at the time they need to learn it. And that's not an easy task if you don't know who they are and what they need to learn. And it's part of the reason why I like talking to people who listen to the podcast because I want to know who you are and what you want to learn. And the more I can understand about you, the better I can deliver the right things for you. But as you will have just realized, if you're building a course and you're delivering the thing they need to know at the right time, that's fine. But when you're building a podcast and you've got this whole range of people listening, what is the one thing you need to know next? Well, that's kind of hard because you're at a really different spot. Now, if you were building a course, my advice to you would be <laughs> you can't solve the problems of three audiences with one program. It just doesn't work that way. It's really hard to sell an advanced course to a beginner because that's not what they need right now. And it's really hard to sell a beginner course to someone who's already a long way along their journey or who's looking for advanced content because it's not what they're looking for either, and it's difficult. And you'll see why in a second when I do this episode, because I wanted to offer you a little bit of insight into exactly what I think you should be doing next on your course creation journey, because I think people get so caught up in all of this stuff. And that's on me too, right? Each week I deliver you these insights and these things I think you should be focusing on. And what I'm giving you is just more and more stuff. But hey, if your to-do list is anything like mine, it's full of stuff. You don't need more things necessarily. You just want to know one thing, one thing you can do to take action and shift the needle and, and get some results. And so that's what I'm aiming to do today is tell you that one thing. But there are quite a few of you listening at completely different stages and that one thing's going to be real different. So hold on tight here for a moment and I'm going to share with you the one thing you should be doing on your course creation journey next, hopefully relevant to exactly where you're at. So if you are just thinking about creating your first course for the first time, or this also applies if you're thinking about creating a course, even if you've got another one, what I want you to do next is to write down exactly what you're going to teach in what order. This doesn't need to be right this doesn't need to be perfect. This doesn't need to be in depth. This doesn't need to be detailed. 
I want you to create a course map. And a map is just an overview or an outline of what's going to be taught in what order. Now, when I teach mapping to my clients, we go into more depth with that and we start to lay out the content, which goes where and what needs to be built and what videos need to be recorded. But I don't need that from you guys right now. If you're just starting to think about a course, the best thing you can do is start to come up with the modules and the headings, the things you're going to teach in the approximate order you want to teach them. And the reason that you need to do this next is because it helps you consolidate your thoughts. It helps you go from, oh my God, I want to teach all the things to, okay, I'm going to teach these things in this order. And having to put pen to paper and come up with that order is actually a process that makes you think about what comes next and why. So no longer are you just teaching lots of things, but you've actually started to logically think about, okay, I want to teach them A, and then I want to teach them B, and then I need to teach them C, and oh, no, 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 wait, hang on, there's a bit I've missed. I need to teach them B1 and then B2 and then C, right? So creating that outline or that course map really helps you to stop and take stock and think about those things rather than just powering through and getting overwhelmed with the details and the stuff before you've got that high-level overview. So if you're at the beginning of your course creation journey, even if that's your second course, the thing you need to do next if you haven't done so already, is create a super clear outline of sort of modules and lessons and what you want to teach in what order. It doesn't need to be detailed, it doesn't need to be in-depth, but you need that top-level overview. The thing I want you to do next, if you're partway through creating your course but haven't finished it yet, is I want you to do a review and take stock. And the reason I'm telling you this is because, and I talk to a lot of course creators and you're all the same, that's a big generalization, it might not be all the same, but I see a lot of you and there's a lot of similarities. And we get bogged down in all of the things, all of the stuff. Yeah, It's like, oh my God, I've got to create these videos and these PDFs and I've got to find this platform and I've got to do my email and I've got to write a funnel and I've got to sell and I've got, right, it, there's so many moving parts. And I get it. And it sometimes it just feels freaking bigger than Ben Hur. So the best thing you can do if you're right in the middle of all of that at the moment is pause and take stock. I want you to make a list of the things that are already done. So if you have already mapped your course, awesome. If you've already decided on your platform, awesome. If you've already recorded some of your videos, awesome. Anything that you have already completed is going to go on a done list. And it's going to make you feel way better straight away. Then what I want you to do is really think about the things that still need to happen. So have you not chosen your platform yet? That's okay, by the way. It doesn't need to come first. That goes in your not done yet list. Are there videos you still need to record? Those go on the list. Are there PDFs you still need to create? Those go on the list. Depending on where you are in your course creation journey, the still to-do list may look much longer than the done list. And I don't want you to be disheartened by that. It's not a bad thing. It's a really normal stage of course creation. You have to be at that point sometime. But by clarifying what you've already finished and what you still need to do, one, you can congratulate yourself on the things that have happened already because you've already made progress and that's awesome. And two, you can start to see clearly what needs to be still done rather than just sitting at the computer and getting overwhelmed and going, oh my God, I have to make a course. Now you've got a list that you can work through. And yeah, it might be long, but hey, just start with the top bit and work your way down and you don't need to do all of them at once. You just need to do one by one, bit by bit. So if you're in the middle of a course creation journey, stop for a moment, take stock of where you're at, congratulate yourself on the stuff you have done, and make a really clear list of what needs to come next. And for those of you who already have a course, the thing you want I want you to do next, uh, first of all, is pause. So the reason I say this is because we have a habit of needing to do all the things. And if you've got a course and it's out live in the world and people are doing it, just leave it be for a moment. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And the reason I say that is because the next thing I'm going to recommend you do is review it and make some edits. But we can't do that until it's it's kind of done its job for a while, right? 
I can give you my best insight. And for those of you who have online courses, getting an external review is a great thing to do. I've got dozens of clients who've done really robust course reviews. They're so powerful, but it's hard to do if no one's ever used the program. Because until that point, everything is just an estimation, a guesstimation, right? I mean, based on logic, yes, based on previous evidence, maybe based on industry standards, but it's just a guesstimation. Until you've put your students into your course, we don't know. And so if you've got a course that's running live, the best thing you can do is just just let it be for a moment. Let the students do what they need to do. Let everyone watch their videos. Let them complete their work and see what happens. And then the best thing you can do is learn from that. So are there bits where people get stuck? Have you got atrocious completion rates? Side note, I've got a previous episode on completion rates, well worth going and listening to. They're not all that they crack up to be. Have you got people who are asking lots of questions and getting stuck? Have you got people who are smashing it and getting awesome results and screaming your names from the rooftops? But that's, you know, a big comparison to a lot of people who aren't getting it done. There are things that you can look at when you're running your own program. And a lot of it will come down to how it's working for people. I can give you best practice. I can give you advice. I can give you direction. I can give you all sorts of stuff. And like it comes from years of experience and it's, most of it will work. But every industry has its little idiosyncrasies. Every industry is a little bit different. Every student base likes things in a slightly different way. Um, and some of that will come down to cultural differences and age differences and just things they're used to. And so until your audience is using your stuff, It's hard to know for sure exactly what's working and what's not. So if you've already got a program and it's already running, leave it just for a moment. See what happens, see how it goes, and then learn from the experience and learn from what happened during it and get a course review done if that's the point in in your course creation journey where you think you're at. So I want to wrap up this episode because I don't want it to be too long. Um, partly because I feel like I give you guys lots of stuff and I don't want to just add to your to-do list, right? That's not my job here as a course creator. I want to make the process easier, not just add more things to your list of things to do. And that's kind of why I wanted to take stock for a minute today and talk about that next step, because I think we get so caught up in the big picture of all the things that sometimes it's really hard to see the one next thing that's going to help us. So this is a reminder, if you're at the beginning of your course creation journey or you're thinking about a course for the first time, your next step is to make a clear list of what you're going to teach in what order. It doesn't need to be in depth, it can be simple headings or single words, but make that really clear list of what you're going to teach in what order. If you're in the middle of your course creation journey or past that point, then your next step is to stop and take stock. Rather than barreling forward, is to pause for a moment, congratulate yourself on the things that have been completed, and make a clear list of things that haven't been completed yet. And if you're at the end of your course creation journey and students are already using your course, then your job is to pause for a moment, let them do the program, and then to learn from that, to take their experiences and their feedback and to learn from that. So wherever you're at, take that one thing and do it next. And I would love to hear from you. So I'm not going to do the normal this is a podcast, leave a review, like you know the drill by now. But what I am going to ask you to do is if you do do the one thing that you needed to do next, please come and find me and tell me. So you can hit me up on social media. I'm Sandwich. There aren't a lot of sandwiches around. I'm going to be honest. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Come on over and join the Facebook group, which is content into courses. Long story short, I had my Facebook hacked about three months ago. But for the first time in three months, I finally have access to that group again. And I can talk to you there. But come over and find me and tell me. Because I want to be super proud of you for doing that one next step and that one next thing. That's it for this time. But as always, I will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.